Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. As today's episode is being written, there are still attempts underway to challenge the vote outcomes in our presidential election in a number of states. That sort of activity allows for high drama, though so far no actual effect, and is being well covered in the national media and, of course, on social media platforms whose denizens are not at all shy about expressing their points of view, often represented, or misrepresented, as facts. Everyone is hearing plenty about these matters, so no more here. But what some folks may not have heard quite as much about were ballot initiatives in a number of states that dealt with topics we've explored on recent episodes of The Electronic Cottage. We've talked, for example, of efforts by manufacturers ranging from appliance manufacturers like GE with their refrigerators, to farm tractors by manufacturers like John Deere, to printer manufacturers like HP, to hospital ventilators so vital to COVID patients made by Medtronics, all of which essentially hold consumers hostage by requiring them to use only parts made by the original manufacturer or to get necessary repairs made only at repair shops approved by the manufacturer. These examples and many others have given rise to so-called right-to-repair movements around the country. Massachusetts was the first state to pass a strong right-to-repair law back in 2013 that enabled product owners and independent repair shops to fix computers or tractors or pretty near anything else known at the time without using the original manufacturer's parts or repair facilities if the product owner didn't want to. But even in the relatively short period of time since 2013, the world has changed, particularly the world of automobiles. We've discussed on previous programs how many of today's automobiles are constantly sending out data about the car, how it's operating, and even where it is, to manufacturers or their surrogates, often without the car owner knowing anything about it. And if one of those new cars needs a repair, guess what? The only place that had access to all that information was, you guessed it, the original car dealers. Well, on November 3rd, 2020, the good people of Massachusetts, about 75% of them, said, not anymore. Question one on their ballots, the Vehicle Data Access Requirement Initiative mandates that by 2022, any vehicle with, quote, systems that collect and wirelessly transmit mechanical data to a remote server, end quote, will have to be accessible via a standardized open data platform. That means that car dealers will not be able to hog all of the necessary information to figure out or sometimes to wirelessly even repair problems in a car. Independent repair shops will also be able to access that information if a vehicle owner authorizes them to do so. With 75% of the voters supporting this question, no one is going to court to try to overturn that result. If we think a 75% approval rate is overwhelming, what are we to think of a 90% approval rate on an issue that we've also looked at from different angles on past episodes? That is just what happened in Michigan, as Proposition 2 there now makes it a requirement 
for law enforcement to get a judicial warrant in order to search and view a person's electronic data and communications. Recent U.S. Supreme Court decisions on similar topics apparently didn't make it to a number of Michigan law enforcement agencies, so the good folks in Michigan decided to take any guesswork out of the equation. Now, if you visit Michigan and a state law enforcement officer wants to take a gander at, oh, what's on your iPhone or watch or computer, be sure to ask to see a warrant before you hand it over. Meanwhile, there was another privacy-based proposition on the ballot out in California. Prop 24, as it's called, passed there, though by a much smaller margin than in the other two initiatives. Support was in the mid-50% area, but it passed. As we've mentioned on previous episodes, California had previously passed the California Consumer Privacy Act in 2018, which was by far and remains the strongest privacy law in the country. It was designed to protect personal data and information and to make sure that people know what data big online outfits collect about them and requires companies to be sure that people give their permission before their personal data can be used for any purpose except what it's being collected for to make the online service operate properly. Despite it being a strong law, it didn't take long for the Googles and Facebooks of the world to find ways around its regulations. Prop 24 was intended to close some of those loopholes, and it sets up a new agency of state government to actually enforce the requirements of the act. Prop 24 was controversial, with some privacy advocates saying that it didn't go far enough. That is a discussion for another day. Today, we can note that in every ballot concerning expanded consumer data rights that was up for a vote around the country this past election day, those initiatives won, and by very substantial margins. And of course, regular listeners to the Electronic Cottage heard about all of these issues in some detail, sometimes even months ago. So, now it's listeners' turn to vote for music and news and information that you won't hear anywhere else. It's possible to hear all that and more because regular WERU listeners, new listeners, old listeners, all of us chip in to make WERU possible. So it's time for all of us to vote to keep WERU staying financially healthy during WERU's last fundraising drive of the year, which is going on right now. In these crazy COVID times, there can't be any phone answers at the solar-powered WERU studios, so please go to www.weru.org and hit the Donate button there. Or, if that's not convenient, send a check to WERU, P.O. Box 170, East Orland, Maine, 04431. We'd love to beat Michigan's 90% positive approval rate by having 91% of listeners, or more, contribute whatever they can afford over the next few days. Meanwhile, we'll keep scouring the corners of the techverse and share what we find right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. 